Hello and welcome to Brewed Up, a homebrew chit-chat hosted by Tyler Sadler and Lori Gutierrez. We've brewed a lot of tasty brews and bevs and made a bunch of mistakes. And we will continue to do so because we love homebrewing right here in beautiful Los Angeles, California. We've got homebrew updates, pro-brewing insights, cat anecdotes, rad guests, and of course... We encourage you to crack a tasty Bev, if appropriate. Now Now let's let's get get into it. it. Time to belly up to the Bluetooth, folks. This is Brewed Up. Have you ever left a bottle share not wanting the fun to end? Wondering if you can take a little nap and wake up and keep the homebrew natty going the next day? Enter the Southern California Homebrewers Festival. Today we have <laughs> members of the board of SCH to tell us all about their incredible event. Welcome, Andy and Ray. Thank you for having us. Yes, thanks for having us. Okay. excited to share (laughs) we have two amigos with us that we know from the homebrew community here in southern california um we'll start with you ray like give us a little intro where you out of what you doing what's happening well i'm the current it's my second year as president of the cha taking over from mr carter over there or dr andy as you like to call him Mm-hmm. Um, prior to joining the board in 2019, I was, I'm a long time Long Beach Hober. I was their president for three years. Um, been brewing probably for 15 years now, something like that. Wow. Yeah. Rad. Well, welcome. Thanks. Andy, Dr. A, yeah. welcome back. Yep. Returning, uh, guests. Uh, thanks for having us. Really appreciate it. Uh, as Ray mentioned, I was the previous president of the California Homebrewers Association, uh, I joined the board back in 2015. Prior to that, I was the president of Ventura Independent Beer Enthusiasts. I'm uh, on the board still. Now I'm the treasurer. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Forgive me. I was calling it Southern California Homebrew. It is. The festival itself. Yes. Yeah, so, historically, the. By the uh, way, I am a member, so I should know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you for your money. Thank you for your, thank mm-hmm. you for your donation. Um. The CHA uh, officially started in, I believe, 97 as a, a nonprofit. Um, I should know that uh, since I did all the paperwork. Um, but the fest started back in, because the shirt says 1991. I have a shirt that we made about it. Um, <clears throat> and that was so almost, you know, more than 31 years ago. This is the 31st fest this year. We missed a few fests in the middle. Um, but that, that first one started the idea to create an association. So it's, you know, ostensibly the association is supposed to support all of California. And we've been working to try to expand the um, association's kind of what else it does rather than just the festival, though the festival is its main uh, purpose. Um, but it does represent all of California. And we've done, I, w- I would consider statewide actions and efforts in the legal yep. space uh, to protect homebrewing uh, within the state of California. So, very good. Right I was okay. going to say the festival is almost as old as I am. <laughs> People, uh, people were uh, that. Let's just say people were conceived at uh, at Homebrew Fest that have now attend Homebrew Fest. Now so, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. 
Okay. Okay, the tea. All right, before we get into that, let's have ourselves a little... Ray, do you want to go first? Yeah, I was just going to call on Ray. I'm like feeling super teachery right oh. now. What was that? I didn't hear the part of it. It's kind of faded out there for a second. So what am I supposed to talk about? Oh, sorry. It's a home brewery update. Yeah, we're going to oh. cut in our... But like, yeah, just let us know what you've recently home brewed, mm. what you're excited about, what you're, what's in your fermenter um, right now. Unfortunately, I haven't had a whole lot of time. I, I do have a, a fairly brand new double IPA on. That's my kind of my go-to. I'm a big hops guy. Um, it's actually clone a nose goblin from craft beer and brewing magazine so that's what oh. i did recently um i did what, just where I the a, hops i'm curious those goblin yeah oh it's an amazing it's two times uh gabf gold medal winner it's uh cryo mosaic oh let me try to remember this cryo mosaic strata nelson Ooh. and copious amounts yeah. of all the above extract for bittering wow a little simcoe in there but yeah so and previously that I'd done a going big again at a barrel aged or not barrel aged but mimicked barrel aged English barley wine on um, bourbon for Long Beach Brewers for the last several years have done a advent calendar every year mm-hmm. so we're twenty four members of the club all pitch in a beer and you open a new one every day so which is that I, I, I recommend it for clubs all around it's a ton of fun I love seeing it on Instagram so jealous every year <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh I want one. It's the perfect cool idea. calendar. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have a double IPA on tap. You've yep. got some sort of barrel aged thing that you did before that for the advent. Yeah, so I've got a barley wine, a little bit of left, not a lot. I haven't brewed as much lately as I would like have liked. That's okay. Welcome to life, Andy. What's yeah. your home brewery <laughs> update? Um, there's no home brewing. I guess there's uh, home uh, uh, improvement uh, since buying a house at the end of 2020. Two, uh, from homebrewing a structural retaining wall, uh, you know, just put a down payment on that. So that's good. Um, I got into, uh, I did take a class in woodworking. So there might be, uh, you know, uh, homebrew woodworking. We'll see in the future. I don't know. That's another hobby. Um, I do intend to get back into homebrewing at some point. But though I think my thinking there is to focus on like one or two styles that I really like. And probably a lot more NAs um, just because just turning the beer around was always a problem. I did work and still participate a bit in brewlosophy, um, but I was just making so much beer and it wasn't going anywhere. Um, it just was hard to, to move and stuff and changing where I live and jobs and everything uh, that, that definitely hurt. It affected it a bit, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I'll get back in there. I have all the gear still. It's all sitting in the garage. Um, I think the last time I home brewed was probably at Lori's house uh, more than a year ago. Um, oh. <laughs> I think that was the last time I was in front of a system. Other than, I can't remember if we did it. I guess I were you participated in the, I mean, that was home brewing, but we did participate in making the, the beer that we'll talk about tonight um, at Yorkshire Square or uh, Project Marley Square. Um, but yeah, yeah, I have not, uh, yeah, I've not, not been around. I should, I should try that again. It's something I'm uh, pretty good at. <laughs> You know, I, I, Andy, a wise man yourself. once said you miss 100% of the batches you don't. Oh, wow. Wow. You called <laughs> me out. That is, I'm impressed. That was good. I, I, I saw that on a t-shirt somewhere. I got, I got chills. I got chills. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with the, I agree with the brewing for yourself though. Yeah. Yeah. Like... I think it's, yeah. Yeah. 
that's when it becomes like enjoyable again. That's what I've kind of discovered. Like I'm just gonna brew lager. Yeah, like, I think I think it's like now. um yeah, I think there was like a good phase of that cranking, the turn crank turning that I did, and I would like to go back and um just do certain more focal more focused efforts. Um but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that time, I think. We'll see. Maybe the end of this year. It's just the year just started, so maybe I can get back into it by the end of the year, but we'll see. You got this. You got this. <laughs> Tyler. Toiler. Toy uh, on... toy. <laughs> um just uh did a big batch with Kyle of a German Pilsner. We do our New Year's tradition where we just brew something on either New Year's Eve or New Year's Day since we both have the day off and I don't know we're gonna keep that going it's cool so we did a German Pilsner and we're I'm thinking I want to like ferment it condition etc in the way that uh Ashley who's like the head brewer and owner of Bearstad she she uh wrote it out in the new this magazine called the new brewer just you know not like super super in depth but very fermentation focused and I read that like super technical and I was like, fuck it, I want to try it and see if I can get my German Pilsner to be extra crisp and extra yummy like theirs. So we'll see. It's an experiment. But, um, you know, there's only so much you could do on a small scale, but I believe it'll come out pretty tasty. Um, we are here to sample. Hell yeah. Let you know. When it's ready in eight months. No, <laughs> not that long. but yeah, Year long lagering. <laughs> no. Uh, no when it's ready i'll definitely get some bottles together and hopefully enter some comps i haven't done that in a while so we'll see well i took a little break from brewing but i'm back or at least i brewed um yeah what what is an acceptable rate for you know what i mean i think when you first get into it you just kind of you want to go crazy you the pandemic, we start getting involved in all this stuff. You're like mm -hmm. trying to rip through styles. Um, but I'm like you, Andy. It's like, uh, what am I going to do with all this beer? Yeah. So um, I brewed like a dark German base with uh, <clears throat> just like 25 IBUs. And then I split it. So I have a, mm. a Munich Dunkel going in my little glycol thing and then i have a what's it called a uh alt beer in a carboy in the garage which i'm afraid is too cold it's not really doing much and then i'm doing i guess an odd bruin or something with philly sour in the mm. house and that looks very exciting so we shall see nice I do want to awesome. say, if you're looking to get rid of beer, you just, you know, brew it for homebrew fest and bring it out and share it. With everyone. <laughs> that it is, is actually brand. like, honestly, homebrew fests are the best way to get rid of it, beer. It's a, it's, I'll say from the experience I've had is it's, it's a good way to, um, to get rid of some of your beer. Um, what I do, I do know in, in, in intrinsically, there's so many people, especially the big clubs have so many people bringing so many beers to rotate through. Sometimes your beer gets taken off tap and then you don't, don't drink it. Now, if your beer is mm -hmm. exceptionally good, I will say, um, or it starts to get a little bit of a cult following, um, mm. you will, your beer, your beer will tap out. 
Um, so my beer taps. Yeah. I'm just kidding. That's good. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Then it must be a very good brewer. But you're right. Some of those bigger clubs and they they got the uh, like multiple like whiteboards out. And it's if just you're bringing, like... if you're if you're packing two whiteboards for homebrew fest, um, <laughs> your 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 keg, you better bring it back to the campsite uh, or put it into two smaller kegs or something. Yes, uh, it's hard. It's hard to get rid of. It's hard for people to move kegs that quick that quickly. But it just depends on your club, and it really it really truly depends on this type of beer. If someone just says, "This is the best double IPA I've had today," and it, they're not like you know drunk, you know. You might you might actually you know get it get it pushed through. I'm here to talk about like the three gallon brew. I think that's oh, yeah. like <laughs> so critical yeah. in my old age. Yes. If it's in a keg and then it'll kick and it'll be like my beer kicks, like hell yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's I'm taking back empty kegs. Or you will get the baby keg. I've done that where I transferred a portion to a smaller keg just to take the fest. Yeah. So. I will say my experience at um, Southern California Homebrewers Fest is that's a day long event. So mm. if your keg don't kick, what you doing? <laughs> wow! Wow! Challenge is on. I mean, I can't remember the last statistics. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe um, we can give it reminded. We the George Elridge uh, Long Beach Homebrewers. I, I forget what his last report said. I think it was. 400 i mean it's like 400 kegs i mean it's something insane it's insane. amount it's a the amount of beer that's actually brought because this a, a long beach homebrew club gentleman will walk around to each booth and ask the club how many kegs how many bottles what's special about your club and he's been doing this for four or five maybe five six years maybe longer even longer than that yeah and we've been publishing it on the website calhomebrews.org um as whenever we get a copy i mean it's just a it's he the, it's an, a massive amount of beer Okay. I, I don't we remember what the like... number of gallons per person. It was like yeah. 15 gallons per day yeah. or something crazy. Yeah. Oh, so you have someone that goes around and records information for like Correct. Correct. statistical Just, yeah. data. Histor historical, yeah, historical analysis. Um, I don't think we've compared it. It goes up or down. We know that there's less people attending Homebrew Fest in general, but I, I want to say the, the beer amount is flat <laughs> or near flat. It's not, it's not going down like with the attendance, like the people that are bringing the beer are bringing the beer. Yeah, yeah. The hardcore, I think the hardcore club people are all coming. It's the people around on the edges. Yeah. I think it's a perfect segue, Lori. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the Southern California Homebrewers Fest. Like, let's get into it. Yeah. Um can you guys <laughs> talk to talk to us about kind of what are the goals of the fest and what does it entail uh, for the weekend or how many however many days it is? Well, I was gonna say it's uh am I quoting the dates right? May second and third this year? Third and fourth, I thought. Or third and fourth. I should I should I'm look at the bottom. I think okay. I would third know and fourth. That. Three and four. But three and four. Um in Temecula, California at the Vale Lake KOA Resort. Um this is now our seventh year there. This will be the thirty first fest in okay, thirty four years. Yeah. Seven um, years there. We missed two years there. so far. Yeah. yeah. So and Adam. it's a two but yeah, two day event. Friday night we'll have a um, big pro pour. Um, well not a big pro pour, but six or seven pro breweries to come out and some of the clubs will pour. That'll go on for three hours. Um Saturday is when the main event comes and I want to see the, the number of clubs. It's something like thirty seven or thirty eight clubs will be pouring their beer um from eleven in the morning till nine o'clock at night. So if you can just imagine the scale. I know you both understand it but for those listening it's it's quite the event 
I just got live, live music, a great bonus. raffle. Um, we just had campground call out for our clubs this this morning, so um, the clubs are ready because they'll camp out at the KOA for the weekend. So I'm going to give my yeah. perspective on this. This is basically like it's a great excuse to go camping with and drinking with your friends. And it's like in a a camp environment, which kind of, I think, lends to the home brewing ethos. There's like a lot of DIY. People are excited to cook camp camp cooking. So there's a lot of that. People come earlier. It's at the KOA. So there's like the grounds are nice. It's kind of... <clears throat> luxie car camping and then just a really banger beer fest mm-hmm. full of homebrew which as we all know is so much better than commercial brew yeah. um thanks laurie <laughs> yeah. it runs the it runs the gamut there's definitely homebrew out there that is as good as anything i mean how many of the homebrew how many of the professionals out there are old homebrewers no yeah Yeah. definitely like everyone brings their a game yeah it was i was like man i i wish i could drink or try most of the beer here you kind of have to like strategically go about your day but like every freaking club brings their like best shit and it is amazing like super creative beers um and like non-beers people are bringing like alternative you know beverages it's really great yeah insiders Mm-hmm. I'll say I'll say that you know a lot of the um the homebrew like the I think the key element key key historical aspect that I think still is true to the thirty first fest from the first to thirty first is this uh, summit of of California and other neighboring adjacent states brewers it is a very level playing field we've had it over the years comp- competitive elements um, but everyone you know, our our policy is if you're a club and you can you know respond to emails and you know communicate with us you want to attend you can attend we don't charge the club a fee necessarily to pour it fest so as long as you're willing to you know sign up to the paperwork we have some paperwork we have some regulations um we want you to pour um you know there is some some costs with the club but the costs are really put on the on the attendee uh that's how we put the burden or we we, we pay for the event the event isn't free it isn't cheap um, but we try to keep the costs manageable because it is a DIY, you know, bring your own stuff, literally BYOB event. Um, but, you know, the fences cost money, the, you know, uh, you know, musicians cost money. Bathrooms. Um, bathrooms cost toilets, stuff. Yes. We put plenty of toilets in. Um, and so, yeah, it's, 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 and I think it's, I think we've kept with the, with the really strategic um, volunteerism that we have with the board of directors. I think we've kept the vibe the same <laughs> since the beginning. So that's pretty cool. How does it work for, for uh, oh, he's moving. Yeah. <laughs> um, how does it work for people that uh, are, like you said, outside attendees? That's They're great. not That's part great... of a homebrew club. That's great. They just want to uh, attend the event. Yeah, it's a great question. So um, to attend the event, you need to become a member of the CHA. And you can do that on our website, CalHomebrewers.org. And once you're a member, you can then purchase a FEST registration. So due to the nature, the legal nature of homebrew and it's how the event is structured within the ABC system, within um, how the license works is you need to, it's a private party basically. So you need to be a member, you need to get a registration. We do not sell memberships or registrations at the gate. So it's not like a beer festival that you're typically, you can just show up if there's extra tickets. 
Um, and so that means as long as you remember the CHA, uh, you can attend. And so to your point or to your question of, you know, how does a um, non-home brewer or just an enthusiast attend, uh, you just attend, you become a member and you get a registration. Uh, we have had, and I've met uh, many people, I think you'd be maybe surprised how many people I've met that have been going for 10 plus years that have friends that are home brewers and um, they just go. They've been going forever. Those in the, even those people that they met in homebrewing or through homebrewing may not even be homebrewers anymore, uh, but they love this event so much uh, that they've been going. And I want to say 10, but honestly, it could be 20 plus years. It could be literally, they know the weekend, they understand the event. And it's one of those things that they will never miss. It's pretty amazing. Wait, Sorry, I, I apologize. That. My food got delivered um, and my dog went crazy. But um, so Annie's <laughs> oh, saying I've attended every year that it's been back in the Vale. So what's that? We say seven fests in the last seven, nine years. Yes. But That's Long Beach Homebrewers comes with a big crowd. And our club, it'll be people that haven't been active club members for 10 or 15 years, but they always make it to fests. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah. 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 Cult following. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. It truly is. That's awesome. So tell us about some of the other events. You have live music. Mm-hmm. What else is going on? You got um, speakers. Yeah. We'll have yeah, a couple so, speakers. Yeah. So to get into like more of the schedule, mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll talk about Friday a bit and maybe Ray can get on Saturday. So on Friday, um, we, we added Friday's changed over the years a lot. Um, I started going to fest back in my first fest was 2013. Um, and that was up at Lake Casitas in Ventura County. So there was a period of time Fest was in Southern, Southern, Southern California. So San Diego, and then it moved North to Ventura County uh, due to just, um, you could imagine the nature of the event. It's large. There's a lot of people. It is alcohol. It's a long event and it needs camping. Um, we, we just didn't work out down in Southern, Southern California. So we moved to, you know, you know, Ventura County, which I still call Southern California, but you know, some people debate that yeah. in any case, um, they, it, it, it had one, it was the last year there in 20 or sorry, the second to last year there. And Friday night was, uh, there was a pro pour, but it was only two breweries, two home, two, two pro breweries mm-hmm. or three, very few clubs poured. Um, and there was like afternoon activities. Like there's a, there's a trip into Ojai. There was the spirits tasting at the, at the, uh, event site. Um, and then, yeah, then there was some music. Um, but now, uh, Friday night is dedicated to the event itself, to the homebrewing element. There's more homebrew clubs that pour on Friday night, though, though still many stay back and wait till Saturday. Uh, but we really amped up the pro pour element and we focused on a couple key parts, which is uh, the pro brewery that we invite uh, should have some established reputation. We're inviting them for some reason, not just for homebrewers. We do want the history of that home of that brewery to have home brewing elements uh, but they need to have uh the highest quality beer that's really the first one you they would not uh, be invited Snob, to, I love you know, it. we have <laughs> we just have to set that example because i think that that is how home brewers learn other than from themselves is from fantastic breweries well you know and, what sorry to interject yeah you bring a bunch of home brewers to barely adequate beer they will tell you so so you just want to make sure those yeah. guys bring their apron and that's and that's also part of it too is that it's not just that you're inviting the best pro breweries but you're going to have an attendance that is very familiar with craft beer already so you can't just invite anyone and so we focus on that we also um when we started at vale back at vale we we decided to really only invite new breweries whenever possible so we've slowly rolled in breweries that we've invited in the past but for the last you know, six years or six vests what we focus on is only new breweries so we've rotated through you know, six each year. So like, you know, 40 something 
all, always always new. I think that's been good too. Um, and and over time, what we've noticed is more and more people attend Friday night. So we've just added more elements like food and live music. So yeah, yeah. Then um, moving on to Saturday, like I said, that runs from eleven in the morning till nine at night. All the clubs are pouring. Um, we'll probably have two speakers that'll talk about something in the you know home brewing or the beer industry. Um, we've had some great speakers in the past. Um, we'll have at least, we'll probably have three live bands performing. Um, we also have, um, some announcements. We have a, we just, Andy and I established this a couple years ago. We have a Southern California or a CHA club of the year. So we'll announce that winner. Um, on Friday nights, we do a, a bragging rights competition that the clubs get to enter uh, a beer of a particular style. We'll announce that the next morning. In this case this year in honor of anchor steam, we're doing California common will be the bragging rights style. Nice. So hopefully everyone will bring their their best commons for us to share with us. Those beers are always really good. It's a hard competition to judge because there's there's no duds in that competition. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What's oh? And then we have a great raffle and um some amazing prizes. Um. Last year we had two full systems. You know, ten gallon systems plus fermenters and glycol systems and all sorts of goodies that we'll raffle off that afternoon so and then after the fest ends everyone goes back to their campsites and continues the party so it's one of the great things about this is you don't have to drive (laughs) that's the best part yeah yeah so tyler and i went two years ago nice it was awesome we volunteered there are scholarships available yes can call it that um give us three hours of your no what is it two hours (laughs) of your time and you can get come in for free i think it was yeah it was it's two two, hours amazing i felt i think i opened dirty it was not even that much work (laughs) a little guilty (laughs) yeah i helped like guide people through like parking or something for a couple hours in the morning which was perfect shift because it's like worked in the morning and then the rest of the the day i was able to you know gallivant amongst mm-hmm. the fest as i will so i think i think it's a good uh point to bring up is that the all volunteer or the very very strong volunteer nature of the, of the event um tyler mentioned you know this parking thing um we we get somewhere between 80 to 100 people that attend the fest um that want to give up a couple hours of their time to uh help out we you know it could be as basic as this or not as basic or as simple you know this just making sure people park in the right place uh, we have an ice truck. Every club gets ice as part of pouring. Uh, so we have someone managing ice. We have uh, people just tearing raffle tickets. And I mean, even to people helping out with trash. We need everyone. Um, and to do that, to get, if you take up, you give up a couple hours. And I, I think we could all use a break. Maybe three o'clock rolls around. You're maybe at that, 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 uh, that triple IPA is. <laughs> It's calling, but maybe shouldn't be. Uh, shouldn't pick up the phone call yet. Uh, you up? Uh, text at three p.m. from the triple IPA line. Uh, uh, maybe you should go do some trash for a little while, and maybe think to stop. To I'll get back to you a little bit. Um, so we, I, I want to, I want to highlight the the um, volunteer shifts because we always have people, and I, I find this surprising is that some people don't want to do it or don't sign up, um, and it's a free ticket. So in exchange for your time, you get to go to fest for free. So, uh, you know, I think that's an important thing to just remind people um, if you're if it's if 
if it is prohibitive, you know, we can, you can get in, um, you know, for free. So, yeah. but we always need more volunteers. I think we always need more volunteers. And you can volunteer win -win, on Fridays like... or Sundays and not miss any fest. Yeah. yeah. And the great part about that, you, you, you guys get so many people involved in volunteering that there's so many people attendees at the fest that have like an extra level of ownership and almost uh, like responsibility to the fest. So even with, when you're mm -hmm. off, you, you know, you kind of feel like I'm part of this. I, I helped it. Like I remember at one point just seeing someone like really messed up and being like, all right, let's get this guy some water. You know, normally I, you know what? I would have helped them anyway, but I kind of <laughs> felt this sense of like, you know, I'm a volunteer at the fest and we are yeah. all the homebrewers. Now, Tyler and I went, it was outrageously epic. What I love to see is when like the clubs kind of take it on and it's their thing and there's themes and there's games and there's puns and I like I I know Vibe likes to come out like on a Wednesday just to warm up the grounds for everybody. <laughs> I like when people take take Monday off of work. I think it's I think it's great. It's like the Coachella for middle-aged homebrewers. It's perfect. It's I never wanted amazing, to say Coachella homebrewing, but it's all right, I'll take it. I'll, I'll take it. It is for sure. I pro prefer it to Coachella at this point. Yes, in a yeah, great yeah. way. Uh, also and probably much cleaner with better restroom lines. I just, I hope there's <laughs> someone out there listening. Who's like, I need to find my people come to Southern California, come to the fest, put in for mm. those vacation days, buy yourself a cheap ass KOA spot. You can, you can, you can, as Ray mentioned, if you're listening to this, you know, um, we just opened up or just finished a campsite call out. So what we do is because, Everyone is bringing their beer. We're not paying for you to bring your beer, right? You are attending. Um, it's a club, you know, volunteerism, right? DIY. Uh, we let the clubs book their club sites first. We tend to get a deal with KOA to get a little bit of a discount on the t on those prices. And it's first come, first serve. It's not like you're rushing to get it. Um, typically, this day, then we do this call out. Uh, we sell most of the campsite out. Um, there are still sites available. There will always be sites available afterwards. Um, and those will open up you know, basically the day after more or less. So if you want to attend camp, you can attend camp. It is an RV park. Some parts of the park don't have the full hookup system for RVs, um, but you can put people on tents and, and get a tent, you know, sites 50, 70 bucks. Um, depends on where in the parkish. Um, but, you know, split that with a few people and tent camping isn't much. Um, come and volunteer. I mean, you could, you could ostensibly share a campsite with people, maybe take 20 bucks a night, volunteer, get into fest for nothing. Um, you know, you're pretty set. I would say there's no really cheaper. I can't imagine. I can't think of an event that's you know going to be do? that inexpensive. If I yeah. was single and I didn't homebrew, I would still show up to the event because I remember last time we were there after the event had closed, everyone's basically the KOA is just, I don't know how to describe it. One big like party. A, one it's whole ninety nine point nine nine like trick or treating yeah. for <laughs> trick or treating is the beer lovers, yeah. 
Yes. And there was like a camp of, of just some random Vail Lake, Temecula, KOA dudes that were going mountain biking, you know? Yeah. And they were like, whoa, like they had just woken up in Candyland. They're like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> These guys. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was pretty good. We were blowing. People had moonshine. People had mead. Mm -hmm. People had bottles from the cellar. There were barrels coming out. What's the pine? I can't think of it right now. The brain's not working. Pineapple and the brown sugar. Someone at Vibe had no, a whole keg of it. Pache. Oh, yeah. The thing, it, it went off. It was amazing. So good. I'm getting excited thinking about it right now. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited thinking about it right yeah. now. It's amazing. It's going to be great. Okay. So tell us about this bad boy. This uh, 9.6... ABV, oh. twenty-two ounce how, bottle in my hand right now. How, how about uh, Ray's? It's Ray's recipe. Ray's famous recipe. Right on. I think right Ray on. should Ray should talk about the how we thought about this. It's the long. I don't story. see a picture of it, Ray on it, here. It is a link. That's true. It, no Ray's problem. Ray's Ray's Ray started this off, um, and then I'll tell about how we got to how we got into the bottle. How's that sound? So, um, yes, I I joined the board in fall of twenty nineteen, um, and none of us knew that this. COVID thing was going to come happen. And Andy's like, if you, for those of you guys, I don't think you were there, but Andy and I were both there. And a lot of people, listeners might remember for the 25th festival, they did a special commemorative beer in a bottle. It was a Belgian quad. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And he's like, the 30th is coming up. It should have been in 2021. Wasn't as we all know. Um, he's like, we need to do this again. And he and I kind of started the process on this. We talked to um, one local brewery about doing it. And Annie and I discussed recipes um, and styles. We wanted something big and um, cellarable because it's going to be a special beer. We kind of, we just kind of came up with old ale. We thought it was a good idea. We talked to, about barrel aging some stuff, but that can be dicey, getting good barrels and so forth. Um, of course, that following March, the world came crashing to a halt. But like a lot of people, um, I brewed a whole ton for those first few months and so i brewed an old ale thinking this is the beer we wanted to do just to kind of play with it and for whatever reason it happened to win a couple of medals so we kind of um finally came back and with like you know 2022 we had the fest and 2023 was going to be the 30th so um we had one brewery in mind but they were just a little large for what we wanted to do so um we reached out to our, our buddy reeves borland who a lot of you may know at um project barley brewing he's the owner and head brewer but a long time head brewer or long time home brewer with strand and pacific gravity um long time brew, beer judge that's how i met him because we judged together a ton and asked him hey could we come into your place and do this and put it together and he was he said hey hell yeah so we did yeah. it we went to um project barley square they bought yorkshire square about well a year year and a half ago so we brewed it on their system the recipes have been adjusted a little bit just to a little lower alcohol. I used um, invert sugar in mine, which is very expensive. So we changed it up to molasses, but pretty close to the original recipe. Yeah. So like Ray said, we you know, had this idea and it's it's just been growing in my mind since we had done the 25th. I was on the board uh, when we made the 25th Fest beer. That was at Surf Brewery, the now defunct Surf Brewery. Same facility as uh, it's called Bright Spark Brewing now in, 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 um, in, in Ventura. Um, and so we were looking at breweries, you know, we had a few ideas in it and, you know, it's kind of a, you know, it's only the second time we've done it. 
you know, we've had project beers with with breweries, but never like a real commitment to like, okay, we're going to do a bottle. It's the second one. Um, you know, I think as many people probably know or or, th- or understand, you know, many times breweries donate beer, especially to like the homebrew poor poor, where there's a few kegs are going out. It's not like a huge like hit and like cost, um, but this is significant, right? There's a bigger beer. It's bottled. There's packaged. It's a lot of beer. It's beer. Every every member, every attendee gets get a bomber. Uh, we you know so we work with them on the cost and they're very generous with us on trying to make it be um you know cost neutral for them so it's more of an advertisement for them and we pay for the the labor and the cost of goods Uh, but we want something special and so we went you know we talked around we when reeves we were so happy um in in an english style something like is an english vibe to it worked well with the yorkshire square the project barley square uh, model um and yeah and so yeah, we have this beer. You know, like we said, it's a bit bit smaller, but I think still in the in the in the in the um, you know the the range of an old ale, English old ale, uh, the the heavy malt complexity, uh, the the nature of using sugar to kind of have it up the gravity, not killing the body. Um, I think it turned out great. Um, really, really happy. I was really happy to that everyone can have something, and we want to keep doing it. You know, every I would say every five years, it is a cost, right? So we have to measure that cost with the cost of the event. Um, as a kind of a, a token, a present. Um, every we liked, I think, every five years, and and, and more willing to working with breweries. I think we're learning how to work with breweries better too in this process. Um, understanding what they will and won't do, and you know, big recipes where there's big changes. You know, we, you know, the Yorkshire Square Project Barley Square. I'm going to keep saying both. Sorry, sorry, Reeves. I'm just going to keep saying both. <laughs> uh, 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 and uh, it's basically, you know, they are used to making like five percent, four or five percent beers. When you go and say we don't make a nine percent beer, you know most breweries are like, oh, that's fine. Uh, we make that all day. It's like that's uh, like it's so much, so much more beer for them and so much more alcohol. Um, and so on the brew day, there was like, oh, they're like I, we undershot the mash a bit. I think we have to make another batch, like you know, up the next batch to try to even catch up on the gravity. Um, but it all turned out great, and and we made sure it was bottle conditioned, so there isn't a. Um, there is a, you know, the aging potential, the ageability. So there is some, um, nice. we have some bottles left and yeah, now I think I was able to acquire some more, um, old gregarious is its name. We wanted to make sure old was in the title somewhere. So Bigfoot or old, old foghorn, usually old, they also have old in them or barley wines have old in the title somewhere. So, um, in gregarious, because well, me, uh, I talk a lot. <laughs> Uh, yeah. and, uh, you go to homebrew fest, you're probably going to talk to someone for too long. I, I would just imagine you're probably going to end up just talking for someone for too long. And so that's where that's comes from. You'll, you meet old gregariouses at homebrew fest. <laughs> yes. Yes. You They're do. there. They're lurking. I'm going to okay. lie. My dumbass had no idea what that word meant. So thank you for enlightening <laughs> me. Uh, hello. Haven't you ever heard of Harry Potter? I have. Oh my gosh. Thank you for that. Okay, okay. get in there. For a night, I will say just to end um or before we leave the beer combo. Really great beer. It's not super heavy and not super like cloyingly sweet or anything. Yeah, like you said, like nice small. Um it's good for 9.6%. I thought I was gonna be a little tipsy by now, but no, it's it's going down smooth. So great okay, guys. I text Tyler and I wrote, "Are you ready for some strong ale tonight?" <laughs> and um, I was like, "Oof!" <laughs> she was like, "Oh!" 
I and guess what? It turns out I like old ale. I didn't know that I liked old ale, but I love this. It's it's very like cookie, good yeah. malt character. And I think I feel like sometimes these like beers like this do taste old because the grain tastes old, or I don't know. Do you know <laughs> what I'm talking about? I, Have you ever I had a when... barley wine? You're like, what the? This tastes I, I, like I, an old crusty book. <laughs> I think those come from in, raised in a lot more batches, but I can on this or var, var, variations. But I do think that can come from leaning too high on crystal specialty malts mm-hmm. and not enough on 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 flavorful base malt to develop mm-hmm. that flavor. Yeah, um, I think that's where I think that's where this beer is balanced in that regard. I think I, I I'd have to look up the recipe. I can't remember, but it's it's really it's almost it's all Maris Otter. Really, it's like ninety percent plus the sugars. Just, and then if you get yeah, and if you're molasses- gonna go. I was just say if you if you rely on Maris Otter at home brewing and you're not getting fresh Maris Otter, yeah, because of just the nature of getting that premium malt, that could be where you know you're not getting the f- freshest malt character. Is this like is the is the molasses giving it this color as well? I think that's the, most of the colors. Actually, we, it has some crystal malt in it, but mm. um, to give it some color because the Maris, yeah, won't, but definitely, it'll probably it's age gorgeous. better too. I like it. Yeah, very good. He- good head color love, too. Love. Yes. Yeah, I think it is. You know, Reeves was comment. Reeves such a great brewer, but also a great beer judge, and he gave us a whole kind of rundown, like stream of consciousness, in our email about it. And I think we we generally agree. You know, it's a bit bigger or like hotter, but not in this negative, um, fusel way. Yes. Um, but that's also something where it can kind of even out over time. So there was a. I think I think part of the um, instantiation or you know the conception of this beer came from I was at my old job and someone at work was just like oh you like beer I stopped drinking I have some uh, old beers in my like garage like you can have them I'm like okay I'm guessing like it's just not going to work out it's going to be like just terrible soy but sauce. it was a soy sauce or whatever and it was ended up being a bottle of Tom Hardy's uh, old ale I think it's called old ale or strong ale but Tom Hardy's English old ale. And this is one of these like coveted beers because it ages so well. And it was fantastic, even though it was 10 plus years old, not stored correctly. And what I've read about that beer for the research for this beer is it, uh, you can't drink it honestly for like a year. It is actually really terrible. And they actually bake that into the beer production. So there is something to be said. I know people have really shifted their opinions on uh, vintaging beer and aging beer and storing it. Most people are just saying drink now, uh, but there are certain exceptions. And I would say the only two I could think of is Tom Hardy's and then Lambic or Goose. Uh, these beers, they have the, not necessarily they're going to get better, but they will evolve and maintain something. Or in the case of this old ale, Tom Hardy's example, they will actually uh, get better. So. I'd like yeah, to like, add to that list the Trader Joe. Is it the Trader Joe's Strong Ale or Old Ale? Oh, the Vintage. Very good. Trader Joe's, honey, those are yeah, good. It's, it's it's the Trader Joe's Vintage. They're Belgian styles, and it's made by um, the big brewery in Canada. I can't think it's of the Uni Brew. I think it's all the Uni Brew Brew batch. Yeah, I was gonna say. It's, I know big it's, big Belgians wait, say, usually. Got I don't think it. it's Belgian. I. It is Belgian. Yeah, that's it's the, the, the end of the year. The one the one at the end of the year, like it has the date on it. Yeah. It has yeah. it's, it's like a Christmassy. Oh. Yeah, it's like Christmas spices. Yeah, it's Belgian style. It's a quad. I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's I mean that one is great in aging and 
I mean, it's like what, like five dollars a bottle? It's like something like yeah. criminally cheap. Like, get it's it. Like, yeah. Did craft did craft beer did craft beer become the malt liquor of twenty twenty four that we get? I hope we have so. to buy we have fun. to buy like you no know, ten dollar pints at the bur at the bar, and you can go to, <laughs> you can go to Trader Joe's and buy this five ninety nine uh twenty two ounce bottle of ten percent quad. You know what happened? Yeah. I don't know. Let's I not. Know. I feel like we've been avoiding talking about. <laughs> Costs of beer. This isn't the whole pint, Randy. I gotta change my calendar. Shush. Oh, that's tomorrow's episode. Sorry. I'm not talking about money. That's tomorrow's episode. Sorry. Excuse me. I paid I that paid, would be a really good yeah. topic though. A seven, eight. Beer is getting more pint. expensive. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. Like I hate to say it, but we charge eight seventy-five plus tax for a pot. I hate to say it, but that's Mm-mm. I know, but it's like it, it goes up with the price of everything else, right? Like yeah. when, mm, when you're you, more money. You get your profit margin from an electron microscope, you kind of you gotta charge what you charge. Oh my yeah, god, do I you know it. how much I spent at the at the homebrew shop making 10 gallons of beer? Almost $80. I couldn't believe oh, it. Yeah. I think the biggest we, the biggest hit has been the malt. Well, I had to get three types of and all they really had was white labs. I mean I have wanted yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways mm-hmm. um Lori, how are you doing on time are we is there I... any like final things you guys want to plug about this fest like we want to make sure obviously this is you know when are tickets going on sale yes tell us all sure to talk about that i yeah, want to go so, right now so so um fest you can get become a member now we can put a member year round buy your tickets now and you buy mm-hmm. your registration now open on the website we have a few options this year so you typically what we've done in the past is uh, we have a tiered pricing so the earlier you sign up the cheaper it is so we've made that just two tiers so it's a little cheaper now in march april it'll be a little more expensive but we added something really special this year uh the vip ticket so maybe ray can talk about that yeah it's, it, it's 99 bucks but um to your benefit and also to help support us you'll get it there'll be a separate line so hopefully you'll get in the fest quicker um, but we're at, with it. You're gonna get a package of goodies, a bag with that year's T-shirt, and people request these. And this is gonna be the only way you can get these, is they want the the glass lanyard for wearing around your neck. It's the only way you're gonna get it is as a VIP, and maybe a couple other items of swag in the bag. So we'll see. Yeah, we're gonna find out how it's gonna go. This is our first year trying this, but only yeah. in SoCal, honey. You gotta get the swag bag. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, and I have to say our prices are about 55 and 60 when they go up for a festival. 50, 50 and 60. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, this magnitude is insanely cheap. I mean, just going to local That's fest for very four hours price. and it's like $70. Yeah. So, Honestly, yeah. this We've... is such a fun weekend. Clear your schedule, get the day off, get three days off. I would we'll say, say recovery. We'll say, we'll say, I'll say two teasers to what could be happening this year. Okay. Um, yes. So one is your maybe more, uh, one-off or, or, or collab beers uh, with breweries in Southern California. We're working on that. And I will say, I know brewed up crazy strong following on Instagram. There are some other very say funny and articulate uh, comedians, really sharp people on Instagram that make fun of home brewers that may be also attending fests mm. um, and maybe having some after parties, some other events may be happening. Uh, more to come on that one. Uh, so we're trying to uh, increase the um, the 
humor at homebrew fest let's put it that way so Lori, we're hosting an after party i don't know about this but cool yes <laughs> just we kidding. are and what we want to get one of those uh okay so when i went i'm just gonna say it this was the thing that stressed me out the most is i was like what is the camping situation because it mm. was like it's a lottery and there and my everyone in the club was like who's going and i was like <laughs> I'm about to <laughs> reveal my occasional snoring to my best friend. Like this is going to get weird. So there's a lot of things going through my head. You mm -hmm. can get your own site. You don't have to yes. rely on your club. You could also stay at, it's like a motel six, I believe mm -hmm. not too far. Mm -hmm. There's a shuttle. Mm -hmm. We have a shuttle running from there. Yes. Yeah. So if you and are like, a, if you are afraid of camping yes. or if you're kind of, the, you're kind of the person like me that needs to just like retreat and have, alone time there are options so just pop in step one just get your ticket M manifest that shit step two <laughs> get the days off step three figure out transportation and like then get a then get a sleeping bag then learn how to put up a tent then find a place to sleep because at the end of the day you can sleep wherever you want there that sounds like wherever you want there is maybe mm -hmm. a little W the innuendo double entendre. I don't know. Anyways, um, <laughs> they uh, the no, people are the, kind. The, the 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 main thing with fests is that it is really nice. Everyone's super friendly. Mm -hmm. um, I think you're absolutely right. Some people do not camp before. You don't you don't know these people. I think that was I, I, that's how I was my very first fest in twenty twenty mm -hmm. in twenty twelve. Uh, Vibe was already my club, but I'm like I'm gonna get my own campsite. I don't know you guys, um, <laughs> um, and so I did that. Uh, and like you mentioned, there is a shuttle into town. So what we do is Saturday, we actually have shuttles all around the, the park are moving around constantly for free. So picks you up, drops you off. Uh, but we'll do one shuttle in the morning and one shuttle at night. Uh, so you'll get in at the beginning and you'll leave after we close the gate. So you miss none of Fest. You miss absolutely nothing if you only take the shuttle into town. And again, it's free. It is first come, first serve. And we put a ticket, a $0 kind of registration, like a little like, hey, you're just telling me I'm going to be on the shuttle. You just reserve uh, a spot. Just reserve a spot just to make sure you get it um, and it'll pick up in town. Um, there's plenty of hotels in town, Airbnbs, all that kind of stuff. Um, and now, I mean, with the, the the cell phone receptions getting better, some people did really enjoy the fact that you couldn't be found at Homebrew Fest, uh, though <laughs> uh, Verizon is catching up with you. Verizon will find you. And and to your benefit, um, you can, if you needed to order an Uber or, or Lyft or something, you could walk to the front of the park um, and uh, and get out of uh, get out that way, too. Yes, many escape routes. I love that. Mm -hmm. They've got it planned. But it's a very well thought out and we've, planned. We've, it's on our first homebrew festival. Yeah. Also, yeah. haven't even mentioned like Temecula is SoCal's very SoCal's very own wine country. Mm -hmm. With okay, so some pretty good beer in town too. And Temecula breweries have really grown by leaps and bounds. When we uh, were scouting twenty fifteen. Um, I had just joined the board because in 2014, we didn't have an event and we actually had a legal thing that we had to go fight and we, you know, got the event to happen again. In 2015, there was very few breweries in Temecula. Now, 2024, I mean, there's like 15 breweries or meteries or cideries. I mean, it's, it's wild. And the quality is, is through the roof. It's fantastic. It's got that. Shout out to Oscar's uh, brewery. Is it called Oscar's? Yes, I don't know. Oscar's I've started... brewery. Yep. I started pop. It's like on the way out when I leave my dad's place. So we've been popping there like every time. Super good beer. And they still got those famous uh, Pat and Oscars breadsticks. <laughs> People don't know what Pat and Oscars are. Come on. Come on. 
what oh my god it was like the best like little buffet and they turned it or that was specific location turned into a brewery it's anyway all right into the details it's great <laughs> so if you are not currently if you are in a club talk to your club people ask them what's mm -hmm, up are we mm -hmm. doing the fest mm -hmm. if the answer is like no right now look, i believe in you you can do this if you can brew beer at your house you could figure out your own personal mini vacay to Vale lake it's not rocket science. And, and it if, will you're, be if your homebrewer is not a member of a club, find your local club. Go join. Uh, You'll find, find even if even and even if they're even if you weren't in the list, you know, didn't make reservations for their club to get in, they'll find a place for you. Absolutely. I agree. This has been delightful. It's so nice to see you guys. Ray, you're a legend. Thank you so much for coming. Andy. I you're making a comeback. It's good. It's good. I, I, didn't, I hit you, you hit rock bottom, whatever that is. Well, <laughs> that foundation, the bedrock of Silver Lake, California. Yeah, that, and then you're having he's a life. really giving himself only a whole entire year to get back into brewing. And it's as long as I get back by the end months. of the year. Do six months. Okay. Take it. Sweet. Take it inside. Take it to the kitchen. We we need okay. an Andy beer at Fest. That's what it comes down to. All right. Well, someone's Oof. gonna support like some orphan bullshit yeah we can fake we can figure it out andy come over to my place i'll brew a little I should beer just come over we'll come over maybe we'll brew a beer let's do I'll it brew a little beer for you for your little fest there i'm just kidding thank you <laughs> am i invited it sounds fun yes ray you can come too thanks perfect well thank you everyone guys don't we're gonna like close the show wait i'm so sorry is there anything else you wanted to share to the people i think we i guess where i think we nailed it yeah, you said oh, the, the, I, the website. Cal Home Brewers, Cal Home Brewers ORG. Simple. Dot gorge. <laughs> Dot gorge, yes. Gorgy, baby gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, stay on. If you are listening, we love you. Get a ticket. Brace yourself. You're going to have the time of your life. Don't tell anyone. Just disappear. Make it happen. Be reborn. You won't regret it. I I did not regret it. I had so much fun at best. We actually didn't really talk about that, Tyler. Oh well, yeah, yeah. We had no, we had a great time. I need to go again. That's it yeah. might be in the cards for me this year. May. Yes. Yeah, we're all three May four. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We appreciate you. We appreciate you guys too. Thanks. All right. We'll see y'all in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening. Please subscribe to the pod on your favorite platform. Connect with us on Instagram at Root Up Podcast. DM us your questions, comments, and of course, share with us your homebrew findings and triumphs. The Brewed Up music was created especially for our show by Los Angeles producer and legend, Elusive.